a Monday edition of Bid Nerds. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new week and a brand new episode of Bid Nerds, your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars and cars and bids and bring a trailer. My name is John Polnick. I'm your host coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. We're right on the Las Vegas Strip along with my partner, Michael Deeb, who is not on the Las Vegas Strip. He's coming to you from San Francisco Bay. How are you, Michael Deeb? You ready for some Bid Nerds? Yeah, I'm great, man. Good morning, JP. Happy Monday. Look at that. You were throwing down some kind of gang signs. Yeah, West Coast, West Coast, West Coast, absolutely. West Coast in the house. All right. Well, so, I mean, thank you, uh, Rochelle. Look look at this. I got a little uh, thank you for our producer, Rochelle, bringing me a a fresh espresso in a cup. Does your wife uh, have any more of those little... Does your wife have any more of those little candies she makes? Like uh, last time I was at your house, she made this incredible spread and like dessert and everything. Yeah, I'm she's hungry. always making can, stuff that uh, you can, know. Keeps does it travel? Yeah. Does it travel screen to screen through the app? Can you hand me some? Of uh, we have picking? not developed the code for that yet, uh, but we're right, our plot. Our platform blows. Our platform sucks. It's true. Uh, yeah. So for folks who are just joining us, this is a show where we nerd out on the uh, on cars, on cars and bids, and bring a trailer and P car market, and and basically, you know, you get up in the morning. You check all these auction sites, you hang out, you see what the cars are going for because you're a car nerd. That's what we are too. And you can't help but just like pay attention to these auctions because it's just amazing what happens. There's so much drama. Uh, and uh, what Michael and I like to do is take our limited <laughs> experience and knowledge, uh, which amounts to bubkis. Uh, we yeah. know nothing. We're car idiots. Uh, and we ramble on about these cars and our personal experiences with them. And uh, uh-huh. we make predictions as to what we think these cars are going to auction for when they actually hit the auction block. Sometimes we're right, yep. sometimes we're wrong, mostly wrong. Uh, so don't oh, listen you. to us with our productions. No. Yeah, our predictions. Uh, so we, but you know, so uh, what Mike's getting at there is that we do keep track of our predictions. Oh. We don't just throw it out there and just say, sorry. Uh, so the first thing we do in the show, uh, before we get to the cars of the day, uh, and we do have some pretty incredible cars today. If you saw we the, do. uh, if you saw the thumbnail, you probably saw that BMW M1 yeah. half a million dollar BMW from 1980. We're going to be talking about in just a little bit, but first we're going to go over predictions from Friday. How did oh. we do last week and how did Friday work out for? Us. Uh, what J- happened? J- JP, by about 1.30 on Friday afternoon, I was swearing off my friendship and relationship with you. <laughs> I got some good. weird decks from you. Oh, my God. L- literally, uh, twice in two weeks, you got a royal flush where you basically won all five of the lots that we reviewed. So, Were, were Stark, they both on Fridays, too? Uh, yeah. You like finished the week strong the week before, I think. Yeah. yeah it started uh, no, out week. No, no, and then, yeah. no, no. Last week, last week, it was on a Wednesday. Uh, and you threw in a Yahtzee at the mm. on the last one on mm. the uh, 944 uh, turbo, I think, or whatever. Mm. But anyway, mm. all right, back to back to Friday, really quick. Friday, the, yeah. the 29th of January, uh, to wrap up the month of 2021, and <laughs> hopefully not set the tone for the year. Um, we had a super sub on, as our star car. It turned out to be the 2003 Volkswagen Eurovan MV uh, Weekender. That was our star car. This is a bring a trailer car. And, uh, you know, JP, you and I have been pretty strong on these cars. And you said these are very these are getting really, really hard to find because during the course of the pandemic, which has been like 11 months and counting now, 
um, this type of recreational vehicle are in high demand. People cannot take vacations. So families can get together, keep their bubble safe, jump in a vehicle like this and go anywhere in this lower 48 and have a blast doing it. Go out and see this incredible country of ours. And <laughs> as such, people who were watching the show lost their mind and ran out and bought this thing. JP, I said 28,500. You kind of laughed and said that you thought for sure this thing would bring 30. But just to keep it close, you said 29,995. The original MSRP of this thing was $28,000, just so you know, before I give you this bid, with like 85,000 miles, a few scratches, but really nice condition. We both agreed this was a nice one, even though we didn't love the metallic green color. This chicken sold for $40,500. Imagine that, John, a, a $28,000 2003 Volkswagen with 100,000 miles on it just brought you know 50 percent more than original sticker actually actually well over 50 percent like 55 percent. so that's that's incredible well sold uh and probably it's gonna turn out well bought you know that's amazing yeah yeah they are, it's not are, even a westie it's a weekender it doesn't have the plumbing yeah. it doesn't have the right. kitchen it doesn't have any of that stuff it's just a, yeah, i mean i kind better. of personally i kind <laughs> of like the 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 weekenders better i don't really want all that extra stuff i love I, having I the extra space especially in the euro van because they are limited <laughs> on space or at yeah. least they feel like it the the space is right. not as usable as is as it is like we discussed on the older ones yeah but, um yeah well, anyway whatever. i okay. made quite a fuss over that but that is that jp that's an incredible result my wife yeah. would prefer a, a full camping westphalia but i like the weekender just give me a tent we can cook outside da, 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 yeah. da, poo, pee and poo outside but whatever yeah. all right uh then from the top jp uh our cars and bids we looked at a 2017 audi s8 uh S3. This was a car that I thought was really cool. This is a car you thought would be really cool to take to CarMax. I said uh, $29,999, uh, borrowing your bid from the the Weekender, um, and you said $27 because you didn't think it was that great a car. You missed out on a Yahtzee by 100 bucks. so there is definitely somebody making fun of us down the road. 26900 this car was bid to. It did not sell at that price. I, I really think the book value of this car is definitely comfortably into the 30s, uh, but Doug DeMiro could not find the audience for this consigner on his site. Uh, that car stalled out and did not sell at 26900 Almost a Yahtzee for JP. That would have been mm. amazing. Mm. Um, our favorite car, the one that you and I would have fought over, 1989 Porsche 911 Turbo Cab. Uh, significant because the slate gray metallic, not very common. The full burgundy interior, not very common on the turbos, uh, I would be my experience. Um, and the 89 Turbo Cab, they didn't cab very long, and the 89 only with a five speed. So this car tick just about like five unicorn boxes so i really believed in this thing i i stepped on my johnson i said one hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars for our i think like twenty-eight thousand mile car you were a little more bearish you said 150 i was very surprised that the reserve was met and this car sold at only one hundred and thirty thousand dollars um so jp i hate to bash on bring a trailer but this car was really well bought and you don't find bargains these days as often as when bring a trailer started seven or eight years ago with the auction platform or longer but this guy if he would have taken it to stratus or rm sotheby's or whatever i i think this guy would have got all the money but the, the consigner waited you know two months to get his car up here and then and then i don't got suckered into a low reserve i i don't well, hold on car didn't this car have a didn't this car have a brand on the title didn't it have some kind of like yeah, but on the I, 
still, that is crazy to me. I, I, that, I still think, even with that in mind, I still think he would have got more money if, if he'd gone one of the auction houses and got a bunch of, uh, you know, pleated pants, drinking yeah. Sauvignon Blanc and step on their Johnson. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing that this car sold for for that price. I uh, I wish I had the bank to go ahead and. Uh, I'm. You know, I'm re- up, really but, crapped uh, out. I don't own this car. After but the, that. Uh, the 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 discrepancy was a mileage discrepancy that was yeah, challenged, right? It wasn't even yeah. like a, it right. wasn't even like a real. It yeah. was more and it, like, and it was put on there from the DMV in Tennessee. Like, what, mm. what do they know about classic Porsches? Yeah, you know. So I, you look at the cleanliness of the car. You look at the photos from underneath. You look at the odometer, which has a zero in the hundred thousand category, and it says mm. twenty nine thousand. There's no reason not to believe that this thing isn't legit, especially yeah. since it's a paint meters. Yeah. So what? You know, why would you challenge that? I it, so that to me shouldn't have held it back, and yet it did. And the consigner allowed for a low reserve and didn't get what this car deserved. So I'm not saying he didn't make money or he's not happy, but I'm saying he might have left fifty thousand dollars on the table or more. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, all right, yep. and then right. Uh, without too much time, we looked at another 1991 MR2 Turbo, and so my pendulum swung way the other way. Where I didn't think the last one we saw in Florida was worth nine thousand. I assumed this one would bring over twenty. You just park your bet underneath me and bet the under at twenty. This car sold for sixteen thousand two hundred. Still well bought and probably still well sold. So congratulations to the owner of that. Uh, I'm sure they're fun cars. I just don't desire one. It's just not. They're, they're, it, just, the Japanese, not, they're just not finding. You know, they're just not finding traction. I, I'm sh- surprised no. we've seen two yeah. fairly clean ones that just haven't taken off. And I've kind of expected one of them to, but it hasn't yeah. happened. I, I don't know these, and you know these cars better than I do, but I don't know these cars to be unreliable or have problems. It's Toyota. I mean, my God. (laughs) Yeah, if you can find somebody like uh, Vishnu up here in the Bay Area to give you an ECU flash, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're probably a cork. You're probably a cork of beast in that thing. You Mm -hmm. need need more tire. There's Uh, so many mods for these little turbos. It's insane. Oh, my God. It would be rats. Uh, All right, so, and then our last car of the day, uh, the 2002 Mercedes-Benz CLK F430. Cabriolet. I think this car was down in uh, Florida, JP. This thing was really clean, like yeah. really clean. No nonsense, no stories. I said twelve thousand. You said ten. I couldn't believe you bet underneath me. Not only it, did I bet ten, but I if you go back and watch the episode, I said I'm only betting ten to narrow the spread because uh, in case there are any bets on this thing. But I didn't right. think it would find another bid. And what happened? I would have got a effing Yahtzee. Uh, if I had just listened to my gut because it didn't get another single bid, right? Okay, so when you you race on the racetrack, JP, when you're following somebody, (laughs) they say you have to drive the track and not drive the bumper of the car in front of you. Uh. And this bid is a perfect uh, analogy of that because because your gut told you that this car wasn't going anywhere, but instead of betting instead of betting the track, you bet the car in front of you and you were just yeah. watching me. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, $8,500 this car was sold. Congratulations to the new owner, man. You just stole that thing. That's I don't I don't know if he did steal it. That's just uh, what it's worth. I mean, he got a great car for that money uh, because that I think is... these are I think these are one of the best values out there right oh, now. Oh my goodness. They're just not finding traction the idea that this car is worth half as much as that mr2 and i like old mr2s but this is five times the car for half the price and it's just oh my god these are so good in so many ways not a sports car like the mr2 but you're getting so much car for under 10 are you kidding me jeff harley and bid nerd uh associate he's the third nerd by, Mm -hmm. by by birthright um 
he had a CLK uh, 350, I think. So he had the six-cylinder one. Okay. Um, and he leased it for three years. And he loved that thing. Man, yeah. He drove the snot out of the car. Um, and it wasn't worth anything when it was done, too. At the end yeah. of the lease, he was happy to give it back. Because otherwise, yep. he would have been buried in that car. Yep. Um, and his lease was like especially He got like an employee lease with like no interest or whatever. And that and that car was – he still would have been buried <laughs> in it. He's just, here you go. Take it back. I'm done. We're good. Yep. It was just a yep. rental. But yep. anyways, JP, full washout. Uh, you got five. Although I started the week strong, um, man, you came on at the end. So I finished the week with 10. You finished the week with 15 plus a Yahtzee, which would have scored you twice. Uh, so that was just a total crushing, another ass whooping. Um, well done, man. Congratulations. Thanks, bro. Ugh. Still, <laughs> don't listen to us. Definitely yeah, don't, don't listen to me, even though yeah, I'm right more see. often than him. <laughs> we still don't know what we're talking about. Do all over the board. All over the board. Predictions. I yeah. tell you what, and our real, like, I mean, I know we probably, we thumbed, I think, a, a Porsche for, for the star car, but our real star car is this BMW uh, that we're going to start with, this M1. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm telling you, JP, the value of this car is all over the board. Wait till you hear what I have to say about this. You're going to crack up. <laughs> all right. Well, there it is, guys. So we're going to move on to the cars of the day. Uh, and so if you're just joining us, this is Cars. Uh, what the heck is the name of our show? This is Bid Nerds, where we nerd out Bid about nerds. the most interesting cars yep. and cars and bids bring a trailer and sometimes speed car market and other auction sites occasionally. Uh, this week is going to be a pretty crazy week. There's some, there's some really interesting cars coming up this week. And even today, I mean, we're starting off the week with a car that's basically worth Worth around a half million dollars for a BMW from 1980. Yep. What yeah. the heck is that all about? Let's take a look at this thing. All right, JP, pull it up. What we're looking at yeah. here is a really rare car. So this is a 1980 BMW M1 AHG with just 4,000 miles. Look how freaking gorgeous that car is. Right. So a little bit of history now. What you have to remember is that the, the, the idea for this car was hatched probably in the mid to late 70s. Uh, so in like 1977, 1978, BMW was doing very good in sports car racing, but they wanted to take it a step further. And as such, they contacted uh, Lamborghini to do a collaboration. They wanted to make a mid-engine sports car supercar, and they knew that they didn't know enough about it and that they should contact Lamborghini because mid-engine cars uh the first real mid-engine car to come out of uh, uh Lamborghini was the Mura in the late 60s um so you know just a decade later the, you know the idea of a mid-engine supercar was still beyond the reach of what was at the time a very boutique BMW and so they contacted an Italian very boutique Lamborghini so the idea was that uh, Lamborghini would build this car for BMW and use a bunch of craftsmen from Modena, that's where Ferrari hails from, uh, to do the fiberglass and to uh, manufacture the, the chassis and all the components. Basically, BMW was just going to supply one of their motors and Lamborghini would handle all the rest. Um, so Lamborghini en- enlisted Dallara uh, to do the chassis and the suspension to create the platform for this car. And then they they contacted our buddy, uh, Giorgetto Gugara. And I always butcher his last name. So forgive me for all those people that know him better than I do. Giorgetto Gugar- is going to be so upset with you. Yeah. Gigiario. Um, anyways, if I'm saying that correctly, JP, this guy, you should have a poster of this guy or an 8x10 glossy of him in your office because this is the godfather of the DeLorean and Alfa Romeo G. TV and the Volkswagen Golf and the Volkswagen Scirocco and the Volkswagen Jetta. Um, I mean, this guy 
This guy penned every cool car that you and I grew up geeking out over. Um, tons of Maseratis, tons of Volkswagens, tons of Alfa Romeos. And so he is also the guy that designed the BMW M1s, which I think is a very good looking car. So the trouble happens this. This is the breakdown. Lamborghini's running out of money. And so while they design this thing, they go to build the first basically you know they're kind of considered prototypes lamborghini produced a total of seven of these cars and that's it and and lamborghini was in financial trouble and the product was at the moment sort of stillborn so bmw had to kind of go down and rescue this thing and do it themselves um but they still used all the same people that lamborghini uh, lined up so lamborghini still credited with kind of helping to birth this car but bmw ultimately had to handle all the production themselves because lamborghini uh was basically in receivership and then you know a handful of years later they get picked up by audi so the very first seven cars were actually assembled by lamborghini all the rest were done uh by bmw using all of the italian um builders and artisans and engineers and houses uh there's a list of six of them that go on uh this car uses a three and a half liter six cylinder inline it's a limited slip differential five speed synchro mesh transmission individual throttle bodies per cylinder uh the car weighed about 2800 pounds because again it was made in fiber and it ate about 277 horsepower which doesn't sound a lot like a lot but the car was pretty lightweight back in period I mean, think about this this weighed 150 pounds more than like an f40 that came out you know another 15 years later what's interesting is a bw dealership in um uh, somewhere in Germany, uh, this is very Ford Mustang Chevy Camaro. This one dealer made seven or eight of these cars, and it, the BMW was called AHG, and they created what they called their study package. And so they would take a BMW M1, and they would make this car, which had the pro car, sort of like the IROC series, front air dam, rockers the wide body in the front the wide body in the in the rear and a rear wing and they modified the motor to make 350 horsepower and they gave it these beautiful they all had these 16 inch uh multi-piece bmw uh bbs uh deep dish wheels so there are only a handful of these cars ever made in the world and there's not a lot written about them i couldn't find very much about ahg but bruce canapa had one several years ago that he had for sale um, in a different livery than this one. And he had that car over a year before he could find a buyer for it. And I think he was asking just like four or $500,000 for the car. About two years ago, another one in a different livery was for sale in Europe. And they were asking, had less miles than this one, um, I think. But it, they were asking $930,000. So the, the seven or eight of these AHG studies that were made by this one BMW dealership in period in 1980 were all painted in different famous BMW liveries. And of course, this one, our car here today out of Costa Mesa, California, showing just 4,200 miles is an authentic AHG with BMW's traditional tricolory motorsport livery. Uh, it looks like a pro car for the street. And it is faster than a typical M1 and way rarer. So uh, the price that the car is at with about a minute, an hour and 15 minutes to go at $475,000 is what you would expect to pay for a really nice low mile M1. But being an AHG and having ridiculously low miles, I think that this car is going to go for stupid money at the close of auction because our car 
has had already 16 bids. So the, the word is out. And it did a, they did a longer than seven-day auction, JP, which caught us out because mm -hmm. we thought this car was going to close on Friday and it's closing today. This yeah. was one of those like 14-day auctions. So anyways, long-winded but really special car. I would love to drive one. I think 350 horsepower makes this thing move. What's your take? What do you think? Whew. I mean, well, that was a deep dive on the history and uh, really good information. Uh, you know, Michael Deep does his homework, folks, uh, yeah. unlike GP. Look, I remember <laughs> when you couldn't give these away for 80 grand. So, right. you know, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm just shocked at seeing a number, you know, that's already a half million dollars uh, and with Sky in front of it. And I get that it's got, uh, that this is a particularly special one. So Sky is the limit on this car. I think it is absolutely beautiful i think it's one of the best looking cars of all time it's certainly in the top 10 um and you know uh, yeah i love that you know the designer also made a Rocco. i mean there you go yeah that yep, alone yep. makes me want to give this guy a half million dollars for this car but i think if i had a half million dollars i don't think i get the car i don't i don't think you get i don't think you get it and you know i think the other thing that's a little bit of a bummer given how much money this car is going to go for and how few miles it has it's unlikely that this car is going to be driven. I feel like whoever gets that's this, it's part. just going to get yeah. put away. Um, yep. So that's, that's, that is, there is melancholy that goes along with this beauty. And yeah. uh, I, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know how to express that feeling. Uh, I've just, I've overtaken with joy when I see this car. That video is really great. I, I always appreciate it when people actually put uh, the work into uh, advertising their cars and making them look good. I mean, now this is a half million dollar car, so they went for it. And uh, this is, you know, this is certainly an ad for a car that's worth the money. They, they got the good photos. Now, these are just the photos in the parking lot, but there's obviously, we showed you studio photos and that yeah. really well done video and all that sort of stuff. A video that... I would have done better, but you know, whatever. They didn't do <laughs> um, now this, uh, yeah, I just, I just want to, I just want to get in this car and drive it. And unfortunately I feel like they're going to, you know, probably the, the, the couple of miles that they put on it, filming, making that video for this ad, it's probably uh -huh. uh, the most amount of miles that this thing's going to see uh, it's, until the it's next time. It's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that uh, Emerging Collectibles, that's the seller. I think this is mm -hmm. our buddy, uh, Andrew Pappas. Uh, you may remember, JP, you and I did a couple weeks ago, we looked at a 2007 Saline S7LM that was a really mm -hmm. cool car. Um, and you may, if you were really paying attention, you may recognize the, 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 the parking lot that this car, that the M1 is filmed in. That's the same lot that they used to film their Saline S7. And uh, and that car brought a record amount. That car sold for $1.2 million, mm. had a really great late flurry and brought a ton of money. So I think our M1 is in for a similarly exciting close. I think that the buyer for this car is out there and watching and that this car could bring silly money. So well, what last, is silly money? What it, where is this so, land? So I, listen, and I want to try to put a limit on this car. I'm not sure that it's going to bring 900 or a million dollars. I said, Canopus able to sell his, but that was before he could have advertised on uh, Bring a Trailer. And in those days, he didn't bring his cars to auction. So he was just trying to sell them to his own client base, which I think kind of limited the appeal of the car he had. Also, the car he had was like three different shades it was like black, dark gray, medium gray, and silver. Um, and it was a very weird paint job. So the paint job was very polarizing. If you're a fan of BMW, this car has got to be hmm. like, you know, this, this yeah. car has got to make you giddy, you know? So I think this is the right color too. I think that's really going to help this car. So 
Do I think he's going to bring 900,000? No. But last night I wrote 600 grand and then I really thought about it. And I just think, I think this car is going to go stupid. So JP, I'm going to really stick my neck out for this car because I wish I could own it and I mm -hmm. would drive it. And if I could <laughs> I afford you it, would. I would just, yeah. I would drive the shit out of this thing. Uh, but I'm going to say $750,000. I'm going to go, I'm going to go a full whopping, you know, quarter of a million dollars over the current bid and say $750,000. And of course it sells at that price. If it were to stall out around half a million bucks, I don't think it would hit its reserve because the car is worth more than that. A regular M1 you could get for that. These are really special. So what do you think, man? Take, take yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's an absurd take on where this car could land because where you're not getting another one. Is this, if you want yeah. one, this is, this, here you go. This is it. This is your shit. This is your shot. This is the only yeah. one you're going to be able to get one of these. Um, I'm going to go a hundred grand under you. And again, this is pure speculation because we, yeah, that's, that's a good bid, you know, uh, and I, I would like to see it go for more. Um, but I, this type of special car really depends on who's sitting at home right now, ready to blow their PayPal account uh, because they've been just uh, making all that Bitcoin or maybe you, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe someone who has, uh, you know, the GameStop stock is going, yeah. you know, uh, here it is. So this car goes from one hedge fund manager to, uh, to some regular Joe in a trailer park who just made a bunch of money. <laughs> I, I hope that's the person who gets it because that's the person that's going to drive it. They're going to drive yeah. to their gig at uh, Starbucks or wherever they work daily and uh, yeah, <laughs> see this as a daily driver. No, I'm just joking. But yeah, I, I, I love this car. I hope it brings a bunch of money. But I think 650 is uh, that's where I'm going to park my, my, my bet. And my bet is more of a guess than anything. Yeah, and I, I, think, that's a, I think that's a pretty good take. Uh, 650 might might hit the reserve at that price but uh who knows we'll see we'll we'll see yeah. shortly this is so you think that out. might not even hit a reserve at, at 650 you don't even think that uh that well no at, at where it's at now which mm. would which would be mm. enough money to you can find an m1 for four hundred seventy-five thousand yeah. dollars. Uh, but i think the reserve on our car is higher than where we're at right now but mm. 650 could meet the reserve 750 surely will um and there you go if you bought one of the, let's call it regular M1s as if there's uh -huh. such a thing, you know, yeah. in that half million dollar range, how hard would it be to, to give it the poop to, to make it a 350 horsepower one like this one? I mean, I, I think they're just uncorking it. I don't know. I, th yeah. That's the thing, man. I can't find a lot about the AHGs as mm. far as like, uh, are they opening up the, are they splitting the cases or is are they getting the extra horsepower with bolt-ons? I mean, these cars already had individual throttle bodies. Um, so I that's a lot of extra horsepower for that, that engine is, without that putting is, yeah. force induction, and I don't see a turbo in this thing. So no, what, there's uh, no turbo. That's just yeah. so they must have reworked the cylinder head. Maybe higher compression pistons. Maybe um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, port and polish, and yeah. a, and a hotter cam, and and then away you go. I, I uh, you know, probably that. fifty grand. You could probably get that extra yeah. power, and then get a less expensive one that you don't feel bad yeah. about driving. That's the, the one the, I want. The real pro cars that were race cars, like as mm -hmm. a one make series, uh, were not much more powerfulness, uh, mm -hmm. but they definitely were stiffer racetrack racing cars. Yeah. All the Formula One drivers raced these cars in a one make series, uh, and um, and uh, two world champions won the consecutive years that the pro car existed, which was really neat. Kind of like an IROC series. All right, guys, there, there will be a quiz at the end of this nerd show. Um, oh, that yeah, was a lot. That was about car. as nerd out as you get. Uh, oh. But that's just the kind oh, of God. thing we do right here. Uh. On bid nerds, we got a nerd certifiable. One. We got the there's there's the, okay. So there's I yeah. want to clarify. We never really talked yeah. about. There's two types of nerds. There's yeah. nerds that get good grades. 
Okay. Not me. No. You know? And then there's the dork nerds that don't get yeah. good grades. They're just oh, dorky. That's. <laughs> JPI had nine years of high school English. Let that set in, okay? Man, man. I barely <laughs> speak Spanish. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to the next car. That was yeah. pretty crazy. I can't wait to see where that one lands. Uh, let's see what we got next. Yeah. So, you know what is awesome today, JP, is we're all over the place. So, we're yeah. going from bring a trailer over to P car and mm. out of Oakville. Uh, Missouri, we're going to look at a 2007 BMW 550i sedan with the factory sports package, including the six-speed manual. Uh, this car has just 19,000 miles and is 14 years old. And this little this little beauty, and I'm telling you, man, I've had two two five-series platforms from this era. Um, this car is just sitting at like $14,000 on seven bids. I mean, what a great car for the money. V8, rear-wheel drive, four-door sedan that drives like a real sports sedan um and a manual just a, a wonderful manual and a v8 i mean what, what more could you possibly ask for for what's probably going to amount to less than 20 grand i just i believe in this car uh, my first real bmw that i owned was this era uh, an e91 and it was a 545i with a um a five-speed automatic that uh, jeff harley sold me out of a porsche dealership as a used car i paid like 18 grand for the car and drove it for two years and loved it and then traded it back into him because they got a uh an m5 for me with the uh, smg mm -hmm. now i hated that gearbox but the v10 in this was amazing but it was an angry car it wasn't a, the car didn't like city driving and i lived in the city that car was a country car with that uh, terrible single clutch uh gearbox this is like the best of both worlds you get a v8 and you get a manual and you get a few extra horsepower uh jp th this is a no-nonsense car with really low miles in your colorway you could do a lot worse than this car right here um so somebody is going to luck out today and take this car home off of p car market so there you go man what do you think of that i think it's weird that it's on p car market but what a great car yeah i mean yeah. i mean really what can you say about this? this is just kind of like a perfect sedan how many miles did you say has on it 19,000 jeez <laughs> brand new. It's barely like broken a in brand new car and i would i mean is there a single bmw at a bmw dealership that's brand new that you would rather have than this <laughs> no way <laughs> there isn't one on the show bmw no. does not make a car that yeah. I would rather have over this. That's including whatever yeah. M4 or 3, whatever yeah. the hell they call them now, yeah, M6s, yeah, yeah. MMM, whatever. There's yeah. nothing BMW makes currently that I would rather have than this car. And yeah. now, granted, there's a bunch of cars. If somebody said, here, you want a brand new M4? Of course, I'm taking the brand new M4 because it's worth a bunch of money, but I would just like just immediately put it on bring a trailer somewhere or take it to CarMax and just take a check and then go buy something like this. This is yeah. an enthusiast car. BMW no longer makes enthusiast cars. They make video no. game machines. Um, yeah. they, they really are just, you know, it's, it's their PlayStation 7s. Um, yeah. And I'm over it. Screw yeah, BMW. this this car with a sport package JP has active roll stabilization. That was part <laughs> of their suspension. Yeah. I mean, you get a sport package from an Audi, and it's just a body kit. Like th yeah. this, this BMW takes this to heart. Uh, it also does away with like the chrome window trim, and they do this they call shadow line trim. Mm -hmm. So like all of your all your trim around the windows and stuff is all like a like an anthracite gray, yeah. and it kind of just gives this car like a little a little optics, and it's just it's just really sporty. 
I'm telling you, man, JP, that's probably the best value out there. Also, yeah. a little shout out to uh, Picar. You know, we pooped all over Picar because when they tried to pedal just Porsches, um, a lot of times the cars wouldn't, most deals were in the tank post auction. But what they have done, and I don't know who the change, but certainly in the last year, they've opened it up to other brands and interesting cars, and they're actually starting to move some metal. And so it's interesting that today we have two cars from Picar Market. So they uh, need anyways, to change they, their branding. To, I mean, Picar Market, fine, keep the name, but say Picar means like people's car or something like that instead yeah, yeah. of uh, Porsches, because this is, uh, it is yeah. interesting and, that how they're and, going. This and, and if you're going to call it people's cars, then get some Volkswagens up there, guys. Hell yeah, some air cooled <laughs> stuff, man. Get, get some dirt bags on this website. Uh, all right, so it's sitting. I mean, where's this gonna land, man? I don't. It's Fifteen yeah, grand. It's a, it's a, yeah, so it's on nine bids at fifteen grand, JP. Um, I I I think this car. I mean, I put nineteen thousand dollars last night. P car. There's still deals to be made. I want to believe this car is worth over twenty thousand, but I. I'm not going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to say 19 grand and it sells. No. Where are you coming in? Where are you I'm going to say 17. Um, I mean, 19,000 miles is amazing. Uh, that, that is, that's what's going to possibly, if this, this car, car, yeah, if this car gets, I mean, 15 grand is all the money for a, fi- I mean, a 2007 550, I mean, even with a six speed uh, is worth $10,000. So it's already over what it's worth. Uh, but that's right. with normal miles. So the 19,000 miles, can it, is it possible that it, you know, gets double the amount of money uh, that what one of these would normally book for? And I'm, I'm guessing on what those book, the book value is, but I can't imagine yeah. it's much more than 11 grand. So with this mileage, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it is definitely an enthusiast that's going to want it. The mileage, the sport package, and mm-hmm. the stick together. Because mm-hmm. some people get a stick and don't get the sport the package. That's a huge mistake. Yeah. But the color, that was what I was going to say. This mm-hmm. is this is J this is Polnick approved triple black, right? This is correct that's color. the right one. That yeah. is the correct color. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, All right. Staying with the BMW theme, let's jump Man, over to a lot to of BMWs our, today. Jeez. Well, we were we were honoring this M1 because again, <laughs> in, when they made that car in, you know, like when they started to design it in 78, 79, we're back BMW was a boutique brand um but then bmw was on a map and you know bmw is such a mainstay today we think of them as a huge company but they weren't back then and so to honor that i we we selected a handful of bmws uh to throw up and 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 consider doug demiro is offering this no reserve 2007 328i wagon now jp i don't know who this seller is let me see if i can read his name real quick the seller is twiggins okay (laughs) and so what's interesting is this guy took his, what Doug DeMiro says is a one of only 429 rear wheel drive E91 uh, wagons with a six speed manual. So it's rear drive wagon manual, one of 429. This car is triple black, but the owner of this car, uh, maybe it wasn't the seller, but somebody who owned this car went and swapped out the steering wheel for a BMW sport steering wheel, the seats for BMW sport seats, the full BMW sport suspension. And then something to do with the uh, shifter knob also is part of the BMW Sport package. So the car didn't have the Sport package, but he retrofitted everything to make this nice. a wagon with the Sport package. The only thing it's missing then would have been the front, that lower front valance, which would give it away. What he did do also that I want to shout out because I lo- this is the kind of stuff I love. JP, to the uninitiated, they would just look at it and think that it came with those wheels, and it did yeah. not. Those are the wheels off an M3, and they're staggered width, which BMW never would have done on a wagon. Um, 
they just look so good on that car. I love touches like this. Um, it's something you would do. It's something I would do. It's subtle. Only the enthusiasts would know it. Know that th those staggered width 18-inch monster like forged wheels um, did not come on this lowly little three-liter wagon. Uh, I think that is just the, the the finishing touch for me. I, I love this car. Um, the only thing I would undo is he blacked out the two kidney grill. I would leave that in like. Oh, I love that part. I was going to mention. I don't that. like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. I knew you yeah. would, so that's why I wanted. To, that's what I, I wanted, wanted to do that 550 wanted, that we were just talking about. I wanted <laughs> to poop on that right away. Oh, just so I set the record straight. I would. Un <laughs> I would actually undo it. That's how much I don't like it. Wow. But all the rest of this car does it for me. This is cool. Uh, out of San Antonio, Texas, JP which is 70,000 miles. You and I have been uh, feeling uh, BMW wagons. Here's another cool one. When I saw it was black in Private Party, I was mm -hmm. like, JP's going to love this thing. So I popped it up there. Um, it's at $13,000 on 14 bids. That's pretty good action. Take it mm -hmm. away, JP. Yeah, buddy. I mean, that that uh, brushed aluminum interior is yes. the correct yes. interior for uh, this yeah era of bmw most of them came with that stupid wood and mm -hmm. uh that wood kind of like you and i have talked about in the past how like a cracked dashboard can be the difference between buying a car and not buying a car that yep. wood trim even though it's black on black is something yep. that would keep me from buying a car this car okay. right here with the aluminum trim hell yeah that that is absolutely different i love it still has a little flashlight in there um yeah <laughs> i just said on the previous car that i would take that car over any car that bmw sells on the lot right now and yeah. certainly this car also qualifies and this car i would take hands down over yeah. the 550 as well and i think wow, it's probably yeah. going to be worth more even though it has literally three times the miles um the wagon the rear wheel drive the manual uh the all reliability the touches, yeah. all the things about this car you know the pano roof this is just i mean screw any cross there's no crossover i mean sorry porsche macan you can keep it uh you know whatever jaguar makes or anybody that makes these you know whiz bang um yeah. whiz bang crossovers that everyone's loving right now this is what you should get get a freaking wagon with a oh, manual yeah. you know uh yeah. this this is a true enthusiast car i love seeing this on cars and bids because this is what cars and bids is all about is this is a true enthusiast car uh, yeah. So yeah, I, and we've seen the actual sport ones go for some pretty big money. Where do you think this one's going to land? So all right, so JP, the, the, I I have to say, I'm you know the more we do the show, the more I really enjoy. Like if I see a car on Doug DeMiro's site, I feel mm -hmm. like I everything's disclosed. Um, so known flaws is a category on cars and bids, and mm -hmm. all of it is cosmetic. But down at the bottom, it's not hidden; it's put out there. There is an oil leak believed to be from the Valvetronic adjuster gasket on the exhaust side of the engine so this car needs a little bit of work so that and i i love that that's on there it's not to poo poo on the car yeah it's to be full disclosure and yeah. i i i really don't like bring a trailer's format i like cars and bids better it's yeah. Yeah. um and so which is crazy so anyway shout out thanks doug for for keeping us informed so with that in mind jp i still think this car has some uh, blue sky above it um it's funny i did put a higher bid for this car as well so uh, i wrote twenty one thousand dollars um, it's at 15. It's on a better platform than um, uh, the other one was on Picar, right? So this is this is a platform mm -hmm. I think that will garner mm -hmm. the money. So I think that that alone, despite the oil leak, I, this, there's too many special pieces on this car, and uh, wagons are bringing good money. So 
Yep. Uh, plus, we we just reviewed it, so there that's worth two grand. Well, right clearly, we're going to bring the value yep. up, and I'm going to go ahead and do a rare over. I'm going to say 23. Uh, wow! I think uh, I think we've seen some of these go for some big money, uh, and which has been a shock. And uh, this is the better color combination, rear wheel drive. A lot of times when we see these wagons, even with a manual, they wind up being an all wheel drive. All wheel drive, right? So a rear wheel drive one is just such a unicorn. And look at this guy uh, with his poor. Um, you know, steering wheel discipline, but whatever. He's just driving through the neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> anyways, but he's rowing through the gears and he's just going to get a cup of coffee and that's still fun, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. I want that. Uh, so, yeah. So that's my bid, 23. Uh, I Maybe it can see more. Maybe it can yeah. see more. All right. That's a lot of BMW for bid nerds. It should be, we should be BMW nerds. Uh, <coughs> we should change the name of the show. It's Bavarian Mondays. It's yeah, Bavarian, Bavarian that's, for Mondays. Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Yeah. We'll go we'll, with that. Yeah. yeah. But wait, there's more. So no, back to bring a trailer, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but <laughs> back to bring a trailer and uh and again, just another I don't want to say unicorn because there's definitely plenty out there, but this one was really clean, JP. Uh, and I I love Estoril Blue Metallic. Um, yeah. So here we find a 1997 BMW M3 Coupe manual. Uh, this is the E36 platform. This is, you know, this is BMW royalty. Uh, out of Orange Park, Florida, 77,000 miles, limited slip differential. The aforementioned Estoril Blue. Estoril is, of course, JP, a Formula One circuit in uh portugal uh over the gray letter leather interior the sort of the dove gray and uh jp correct me if i'm wrong the ad says that those are vader seats which i <laughs> seem to keep getting wrong time and time again um i love this because it has the dark gray uh carpet and dash black steering wheel and then the light gray seats the uh the like you know sort of like a sand dollar color um no nonsense uh no bodywork uh no accidents uh, no bad carfax no nothing this is just a no nonsense m3 coupe uh get yours while you can this is the uh the later version with the 3.2 240 horsepower 236 pound foot of torque this car was only it's hard to imagine jp in 1997 this car was only forty two thousand dollars brand new um uh that was it's a lot of money in 1997. Yeah, it, I mean, it was, you know, it was, yeah, for a 27 year old Michael, this car was out of reach. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. And it wasn't that I couldn't afford the payment. I couldn't afford the insurance. Yeah, I think I, I may have shared this story with you. I looked at a, I went to go look at a 96, a yellow 96 at the BMW dealer, and they had a leftover 95 lightweight sitting on the showroom floor with a $38,000 MSRP, <laughs> and they were willing to discount it heavily. I think they were offering it to me for like. Thirty-two or thirty-three thousand mm. dollars, and the motorsport box was in the trunk with the, wow. you know, the the wing and the front air dam and the the X brace and the oil pan. All that stuff was in the trunk, and I was going to buy it. And I went, and the guy goes, "Did you call your insurance yet?" And I said, "No, why?" <laughs> and he goes, "You should call." He says, "Where do you live?" I said, "San Francisco." He goes, "Call your insurance." So yeah. the payment was like, payment was like, uh, wow, four uh, or five hundred. A car salesman with a with a heart of gold that's like a hooker man yeah yeah like, <laughs> what the totally, hell totally. four or five hundred dollars for that for the payment and sale. it was and it was like six hundred dollars yeah. for me with my bad yeah. driving record to try and get that car insured it was a deal breaker i was like no way yeah if i had 1200 bucks i'd buy a house yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah right so that that was the end of it uh so i've wanted one ever since because i was at the dealer and i was ready to buy and it was out of my reach uh so when i see one like this this i would totally i would tint those rear windows and i would enjoy the hell out of that car i'd probably even take it to the track every once in a while because these cars are magic uh John, did you ever own one of these? I forget. 
Uh, I have. That's odd, actually. That's a very good question. I have never owned an E36 M3, uh, and I've spent a lot of time around these cars. Uh, I have owned E36s, uh, and like I've said with the previous BMWs, there's no BMW that they sell right now currently than I would rather have for than this yeah. one. However, I would rather have that uh, E90 uh, wagon, wagon we just talked about that over this car. Now, one thing, I mean, these cars, the amazing thing about these cars, is, well, it's not really amazing. The thing that most people know if you're an enthusiast is that these were plentiful. There sure were a ton of them. Enthusiasts got a hold yeah. of them. And they beat the living daylights out of them because they were cheap right. for, you know, 15, 20 years. Uh, so to find yeah. a clean one like this with low miles unmolested is very, very rare. And especially in this yep. color, uh, the interior color. Yes, those are Vader's, uh, Michael Deeb, you are correct. But yep. they are the dove gray ones, which is a deal killer right. for me personally. Most people yeah. would disagree. A lot of people really like that interior. And at least it has enough black yeah. on the dash that it kind of offsets it a little bit. It's not like a sea of, of gray, but um yeah, to the American to the huh? to the American male jackass that wants to buy this car, mm. I am telling you that the ink from your two hundred dollar blue jeans will stain mm-hmm. those seats. Yep. Just so <laughs> you true. gotta, you will ruin those seats with your uh, designer jeans. I promise you. Yeah. So uh, this this one looks like this. Really there nice were condition. a lot of Ed yeah. Hardy prints uh, oh, put on the man. on the yeah. base of these for yeah. during the nineties and your early aughts. Maritai Francois <laughs> Jabot yeah. jeans will ruin. Yeah. these uh these things um uh, all right well 17.5 <laughs> i mean this is with an hour to go i mean bmw e36 m3s are climbing up this is I'm happening gonna, i'm gonna again i'm sticking my head, neck out for these bmws uh i'm gonna say twenty five thousand bucks whoa I think. 25 I, yeah because it, look it's it's the right miles i think it is the right color even though for you the the gray seats are yeah, the, uh, yeah. the, the killer I think uh, that there's enough people out there. They're not polarizing enough that I think there's still an audience for this. Mm-hmm. This is the right one. It's no accidents, good color, coupe, stick, limited slip diff. I mean, what else do you want? That's it. I think this one could bring 25. It, it might not, but it could. I don't disagree with that take. I'm just, I'm going to be way more conservative because it's a Monday and there's only three bids on this car right now. Uh, right. I don't know if this is going to be, you know, like Porsches, we always see late rushes. Uh, yep. This one, that's a lot. That's a long way to go. It's uh, on with hardly anyone. It is on the right platform. It yep. is the right car. Excuse me. So I'm <laughs> going to say, you, sorry you, about you. that. I had a little hiccup. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say 21. <laughs> Uh, I, oh, I think man. maybe it, if it, it could, no it could very faith. well break, uh, the 20 mark. And that would be a big deal for an E36 M3. It would. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, 25 is just, I think that's just a little too much faith in one of these. I think they're going, I think they're heading there. I think that's going to yeah. happen soon, but not yet. All right. Okay. So JP, let's jump back over to P car right. and we are going to look at, I mean, this is, we have covered a couple of doozies. <laughs> this might be the, this might be the Frankenstein award of the month, man. A 1980 Porsche 911 SC. Look at this and, thing. and that car is the car I'm talking about. Nobody's going to believe me because someone at, and I got to read the ad to, to do this for us. Uh, somebody at uh, Bob, Anziano's Bad Boy Cars of Orange County, California, <laughs> took this car, and let me go back and read this, and did a slant nose, wide body, speedster, cabriolet conversion to his 1980 SC. And this is interesting, JP, because there is no SC convertible, right? There's only SC Coupes and Targas. Is that a fair uh, statement? There is an 83 SC. 
Okay, so, so the last so year the SE what did have a cap. So what cap. year? Okay, what year 80, is this car? This not in the eighty. No, that's right, a, that's yeah, a, so they, started as a Targa. They, yeah, this car. This car got decapitated yeah. before it was made into this sex symbol. Um, <laughs> everything about this car rubs me the wrong way. It's like nails on a chalkboard. I am going to do my first official Mark Dawood nerd turd and slap it on this car <laughs> out of out of. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. JP, I know you love this thing, but it everything about it bothers me. The one thing I will say, uh, the thing I love about the factory M505 uh, slant nose, it, the, the aspect that I love are the um, there's the slats behind the headlights that allow the wheel wells to dissipate uh, both heat and, and air from the wheel well itself. And then the rockers, those uh, factory M505 cars have these box huge rockers, yeah. wide yeah, rock, uh, boxed rocker panels that you have to climb over to get into the car. It creates a, you know, like a, a seven inch, you know, thing between the seat and the car and the street. Uh, and this car lacks this. Um, so everything about this car uh, to my eye really bothers me, including this hideous paint job. And there's uh, those like super eighties uh, five-star wheels. Um, they, and the, the only thing I will commend uh, Bob for not doing uh, is he didn't slap a Porsche crest on the front of this car because there's <laughs> hardly any Porsche left on this thing. Right. And the fact that he did it to an SC that barely makes a, it barely makes enough horsepower to carry all this bodywork up a hill. Yeah. I mean, this would be impossible to drive in San Francisco. Um, it does have a speedster window. It does have incredible bodywork, at least like the fit and finish to the panels. Bob at least does good work, uh, even if he doesn't have any taste. Uh, JP, you can have this car. I will say, and my last confession, I'll let you talk. It was at $20,000 on two bids last night when I made my notes. So I put 26 grand for my bid and now it's on like five bids and it's at $30,000. So I have no idea what to say about this car. It's at 30,250 on four bids. So John, take it away. I'm sure you love this thing. <laughs> I, you know, there, I, I want to love this thing. There's so many issues with it and I'm with you on a lot of them. Uh, the, well, I will say that, you know, you mentioned the, 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 you know, the, the slant nose, the original slant noses, the, the first ones that Porsche made did not have slats on the top of the fenders. The actual oh, good the executive trivia. ones did not have Ooh, that. Uh, so that is definitely some nerd stuff there. Uh, you know, in Preach. fact, you know, and like the very first ones that Kramer made didn't even have headlights. They just had a big hole in the front uh, for, you know, they put the headlights down yep, here. Those are so, sick. Yeah, but this one. So I look. I think this JP, one. JP, yeah. let me interrupt you. Yeah, yeah. Right behind you right now is a poster from the Fascination video for the mm -hmm. Ice Machine. Uh, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but did the Ice Machine have the headlights you just mentioned? Correct. Yeah, yes. so people should go to Defascination on YouTube and they can see the headlights that John is talking about. Yes, they're nebulous as to whether or not they're illegal, uh, Kai likes to say. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I don't, I mean, I do love the box rockers with the cheese graters, but, it, mm -hmm. but you know, I prefer to not have them. This car, to me, has some potential. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, yes, you're right. The color is just not going to happen. This is so 90s. I mean, this car yeah. is just screaming 90s at you. So at a Radwood situation, this is absolutely the sensibilities of somebody in 1995 who just yep. uh you know took a loan against their options against uh you know some dot com you know like dogfood.com or something like that and uh and two years later you know the uh, uh the bank called them on the, those options and now they repo this sucker uh so you know but yeah first thing you do is pull the rear wing off um you know and then you either repaint it or you vinyl wrap it black or silver or some basic color yeah. and you swap out the wheels and now all of a sudden you have something that's 
kind of interesting. You know, it's going to be difficult to deal with the gauges. You're going to have to get something that's not yellow. But, you yeah. know, I mean, the speedster parts on this, I mean, on if you go to eBay right now and try to find, you know, speedster windshield and clamshell yeah. and all that stuff, I mean, that's 40, 50 grand just for the parts alone. Forget the actual conversion. I don't know if this car, if they strengthen the body when they remove the target loop, uh, one would hope that they did if they knew what the hell they were doing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, did it say anything about that in the ad? I, I don't it. think so. But even if they didn't, you could go to Elephant Racing yeah. and Elephant Racing will sell you a brace for everything. You could take yeah. the slack out of this car. Yeah. Uh, JP, a set of wheels. Yeah. I would either die or redo the piping on the seats. Yeah. I would put a prototype on there and mm -hmm. then I would change the gauges. I would just go, yep. I don't care what the odometer says because it yep. doesn't matter. Yep. I would just change the gauges from, from a pick and pull. And then, and then I would leave the yellow. I would take the wing off. I would take the mm -hmm. uh, view uh, light that's on the, the brake light from the 80s, which is probably illegal, but I would remove yeah. it anyways. And then you'd have yourself a car. Uh, yeah. yellow I mean, even, black black even cool, with black Fuchs, yeah. just regular old yeah. black turbo Fuchs would look fantastic on this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would actually cause more confusion because then people would really think it came from Stuttgart. You know? Yeah right. Yeah, I mean, I think this. I mean, it's clean. the 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 work is good. This is not. The work is it does good. Not look the work like is a, good. Like how it often do you like see it, these? And the hood doesn't match. Yeah. I mean, look at those lines no, on the front, no. man. That shit's lining it's, up. Yeah, no, Bob um, does good work. He just the cut the customer or who or if he did it himself doesn't have any. Uh, you taste, know, I mean, but, it's uh, got to be the era. This thing had to have been done in the in the mid aughts when this was where it was at. This is the yeah. RWB of 1997. Right. You know, right. Uh, Right, you know, right, this right, was right. like, oh, look at me, I'm flashy. And, you know, and there it is. I mean, think about that, folks who are getting an RWB done. What's your what's your car going to, how are people going to look at an RWB in 2035? You know, they're going to be like, right. oh, look at this idiot. They had no taste back then. Um, yeah. You know, boot full of Ed Hardy jeans and, and Affliction t-shirts. So, uh, yeah, I... <laughs> I, I was excited about this car last night when it was sitting at 20. Now that it's 30, I would yeah. trade my uh, 996 GT3 clone for this, though. Wow. I bet you would. And I bet you'd make it cool, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, JP. So this car, again, is out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, it has apparently 66,000 uh, miles on the probably chassis and drive. Mm -hmm. um, it's got two and a half hours to go sitting in four bids at $30,250. Um I still don't think this car's going to get a lot of action. It's just so polarized. Uh, so I, I don't know that there's a lot of le le life left in this thing. I'm going to say, and this is real conservative, I guess. I'm just going to lay it up and say $35,000 brings it home. Yeah, that was the number I was going to say. Um, right. Do I go over or under on that? And I'm going to go under and say 34 because, yeah, I mean, you start getting okay. into that. Anything more than that, you start getting the legit cars. This, The Speedster yeah. stuff is worth something. And I've seen some speedster reps, uh, you know, 911 speedster reps, not 356 speedster replicas, but I've seen yeah. some 911 uh, speedster replicas bring some fairly big money. Um, and, uh, you know, if I missed an opportunity to buy one a few months ago because I got mad at the guy and lost my temper. Uh, and I, I was so mad. I was so mad at this asshole uh, that I totally blew it because I probably could have gotten a deal, but I was just like red with anger. I was so ticked at this dude. The red um, mist. 
Yeah. So uh, sometimes it might, you know, your judgment can be clouded by uh, by the anger. But yeah. Uh, so there it is, guys. Um, that's been a Monday edition of the Big <laughs> Nerds. This is nice somber note to sign off on. Bunch of, <laughs> bunch of BMWs and a weirdo 911. That's just the kind yeah. of nerd out we do right here at uh, Bring a Trailer. Yeah. So uh, or Bring a Trailer, uh, Big Nerds. Big Nerds. Yes. Yes. You know, if you haven't subscribed or liked or hit the notification button, please do so now. Let everybody know that this uh, channel exists. We are a new channel, and we're having a great yeah. time hanging out with you guys every morning during about the 9 yeah. o'clock hour, uh, Monday through Friday. Got to give a shout-out to all the people who have been really helping out. Your lovely wife, Esther, my wonderful oh, yeah. wife, Rochelle, uh, Absolutely. Thank you, Rochelle. Judy, uh, Lee Patet, uh, who helps me yep. in the mornings with the cutouts Lee. so I can Lee. do the layouts in about three seconds. Yeah. Antonio Salvatore, uh, you know, we've got yeah, yeah. It, it, this and, show looks and, like we just throw it together, but we we do actually have a whole team of people uh, doing great work for us. So we really, and, really appreciate and, you guys. Antonio is like our Merlin. He's the magician uh, in the background. So thank yeah, you, Antonio. Yeah. He doesn't watch yeah. the show. He's not going to hear that. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, time is important. <laughs> you know, and to the folks who are watching regularly, the David Sullivans and the old schools, and, you know, there's just some great yeah. people that are commenting regular and listening to us every day, and we really appreciate you guys uh, hanging Cousin out. Cousin Mark, so, Jeff Harley, yeah. Jeff Westfall from time to time. Yep. Matthew Whitesell, all those guys. Oh, um, for sure, Matt. The list goes on and on. Uh, ben, Professor, I, he, I see you, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so there yeah. it is. We do this every Monday through Friday during the 9 o'clock hour. Bid nerds, your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars and cars and bids. Bring a trailer and more. Uh, we will see you guys tomorrow morning, and we have some other videos coming for you this week, too. So Adios. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow. <laughs>